0: Good morning. Chodesh Tov breakfast is sponsored by our dear friend Yaakov Shirazi on the occasion of Rosh Chodesh Shvat, Lahatz Lachab, a comical for success in everything. Amen. Or as we said on Shabbat, the Otiyot of Shabbat are Shenit Baser, Besorot Tovot. We should be zochet to hear wonderful news all throughout this month. Okay. The Pasuk says, when the Jewish people were getting ready to leave, the, not a single dog barked at all. In fact, it's become one of the things that people say when a dog is a dog. barking at you and uh, you want it to stop or you're afraid. You so you say you. the pasuk to the dog. <clears throat> so uh, So, uh, so uh, what's interesting is that the Gemara the, uh, uh, the tells us that the dogs were actually rewarded for the fact that they were quiet, that they were unnaturally quiet during that time. And what is the reward that they received? They received the reward that, um, but like the pasuk says, If you have a basar, if, you're, if you do a shahitah of an animal, and the animal turns out to be non-kosher, la We feed it to the dog. Now, you don't need to tell me what to do with non-kosher meat. I could give it to someone who doesn't keep kosher. I could sell it. I could use it to heat my home by burning it in my oven. I don't know. Well, I could do whatever I want with it. And yet, the Torah says, no. What should you do? Why? As payback for that night. I always wondered, what was it that, why specifically the animals, the, the dogs, uh, what did they do That would they get such a, a, a special a special uh, uh, privilege that they get fed. But not only that, Rabbi Atayi, we are taught even more than that. Baruch <clears throat> Not only that, more than that, we find a beautiful idea. The, uh, uh, the Midrash Yakut Shemoni brings down that the, the, there was a student of Rabbi Yishaya, and he, his, name, he, his name was, sorry, Rabbi Yishaya, was a student of Rabbi Halina bin Dosa, and he was wondering about the fact that the pesu- that we know that the Kelavim, the dogs who are called Azenefesh, there's, not, no do- a dog, there's, there's no animal that has more Chutzpah than a dog. That's what it's called, we talked all about, the, the Azut Panim, the, uh, the um, Chutzpah of a dog. And this, this dog who has this Midah, this character trait, of chutzpah, right? What the, the shira, that each animal has a shira, the shira of the dog is, it says, Let us come and bow and praise the in front of God that makes us. So the student, he could not understand for the life of him if each animal is given a shira, why is the dog given the shira, This uh, uh, the ability to Sing this song in front of God that that states, let us go and bow before God. Of all animals, this animal has chutzpah. So why is the dog is capable of saying this shirah, which is about uh, a subservience, which is about bowing in front of God? It's about the humility and saying that you're going to praise him. So why specifically does the dog get that shirah? So much so that he prays and prays and prays until finally... Um, He's answered in a dream, and the reason, it says, is because when the B'nai Yisrael were leaving, the dogs did not come out and pray, the kid did not come out and bark, Uh, and and that moment in time is eternally rewarded, number one, by the fact that they are given food because of the Terefot, and the second, because they are given the Shira of nivrecha. So I saw the most unbelievable idea. The Shira wasn't there before the embark? Mm -mm. No. I saw the most amazing idea, and this is, I mean, to me it was fascinating, from Rev. Kylenstein. He says as follows, he says, you know, in Egypt, you had different animals making different sacrifices. The frogs, we know, it says that they went, each frog, they were jumping in every part of the Egyptians' homes, including in the ovens, and and they were Moser Nefesh, in fact, to be able to fulfill God's decree that the frogs should be everywhere from that because of that misirut nefesh says say uh, uh, that God did a miracle for those frogs and they survived being in that in, the, in that oven even in the heat because they were Moser nefesh Esther of Kalenstein, I don't understand for the fact that they risked their lives to jump into an oven what's the reward? the reward is that, that they they, go, they get to go home the dog doesn't risk his life. All he does is for three minutes, he doesn't bark. And for that, he gets eternally, he gets fed, and he has this beautiful shira that's attributed to, to him. It becomes part, his song, if you will, in the, uh, in the harmony of creation, Bov and This is when he jumped in the oven. This is when he kept quiet for a few minutes. Karl Einstein says something so sharp. He says it's to teach us the most unbelievable message and lesson that sometimes to keep your mouth shut, is more difficult than to jump into a fire. So what did the frogs get? The frogs got to live. They survived. But the dogs, they got paid forever and ever and ever and ever. And I thought to myself, wow, unbelievable. If you think about it, it's, we have a parallel to this concept in our creation as well. The, the, uh, our chamim tell us that when Hashem is creating the world, He creates the world, the sun and the moon. And both of them, the me'orot ha'gedolot, he creates the great uh, uh, lights. And it calls them the great lights. Both of them are great, the sun and the moon. The moon comes before God and says, what's going on here? You know, am I in charge or is he in charge? You know, you can't have uh, two kings in one space. The moon wanted God to dim the sun and that it should be the primary source of light. Hashem says, because he spoke up, because of the ga'ava, because of the chutzpah, etc., etc., and the sun kept its mouth closed, so he made, the, uh, uh, he, um, made the, the moon smaller, that it just becomes a reflection of the sun. And the opposite, what happens in, uh, when the sun re- is allowed to be able to become the me'orot the ha'gedolot. You see as well this concept of the fact that when someone remains quiet, they're rewarded. Rabbi I want to give you a little bit of a deeper understanding in this idea. It's not, as I always say, the idea of reward and punishment in Judaism is not tit for tat. It's not that you do X, so God gives you Y, but rather that the reward itself is a reflection of what it is that the person has done. What is the dog's barking? What is it about? In fact, the Gemara tells us that why is a dog called the most chatzuf of all animals, the reason why he's cool, the mo uh, the, has the most chutzpah is because he constantly barks, says the Gemara. And what does he say? Uh-huh. Hav, 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 hav. <laughs> what does hav mean? Hav means in Aramaic, it means give. Give, 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 give. The dog, no matter how much you have fed him, he wants to eat more. He wants to eat your scraps. He wants to eat this. He eats his meal, then he comes to the table. <laughs> you know, he wants, he wants some of your dis- He wants some of your dinner. That's the, that's the azut. That's the chutzpah of of the dog. But what's fascinating is, at the time when the Jewish people were leaving Egypt, what was going on during that time, if you remember? What were they doing right before they left Egypt? They were doing Korban Pesach. Could you imagine what it must have felt like to be a dog when all of the Jews are out there having the biggest mangal, the biggest barbecue ever, every single family has a whole sheep on a spit, You know, could you imagine that of all times is the time for the dog to say, give, you know, give me. But they couldn't give. Why couldn't they give? Because the halakha is, first of all, it's a korban, you can't give it to a dog. But even to a human being. The korban Pesach was only eaten le minuyav, to the ones that it was set, designated for. You made a list. Who's going to eat from this korban? The people of family. If there's too much, you, you know, you invited another family to join you. But all it was all named participants. I went to a restaurant um, uh, the other night and they had a steak for two. That's what it's called, the steak. You know kot de bouffe or something like this for two you know there's only you know you can't have the steak, the steak for two it can't be shared for three people if you're really hungry, I don't know if you could eat it for one person only for the people that are written down so in that moment the dogs they were st- they were all running they were, it's the most natural thing in the world for them to play their song Have have, but they they keep quiet. why do they keep quiet it says uh, we go back to our original question. That's why specifically the dogs are able to do this. And I heard the most fantastic Peshat on this. You know, let's say me and uh, Hermon are sitting here schmoozing. We're talking about this guy. Not that we do this. I'm just going to say that in the recording. With this guy in the synagogue, he's so wealthy. Do you know why he's wealthy? The guy, I can't tell you. He has guts like he can't believe. He'll walk right up to this guy and he'll tell him he wants to buy the building, he wants to buy the unit, he wants to, you know, he's got guts, like he puts all the money on the table, like I would tell, talking me and you about. And then, we, you know, we move on to the other guy in the shul. And now that guy, he's, he does, he's not a, he's much more kind of, quite, oh, you know, he's the exact opposite. You know how he made his, his millions or his billion? This guy, he knows how to kiss up to anybody, everybody. He knows how to make everybody love him. You know, because he knows how to make, so he he arranges with this one, with that one. He you know he he pushes you know planning permission because he knows all the guys on the board. You know that guy's you know that's his the next guy. What is he? No, he's not. He's not. He he, he's always first. He's always there first. He makes sure to know about every deal before anybody else. So before he even goes on the market, he's bought it before anyone even knows about it. Serim is stunning. The Caliph, the dog, is the most zariz. The second you open the door, he's in your face. You know, you haven't even you didn't even get to the couch yet. You know, he's standing by the door. He's licking you already. He's the most zariz. He's the fastest. He's always the one that's first at first at the, at the scene. He's the most chatzuf. He's azenefesh. You know, and not only that, he's the most chatzuf. He's the most zariz, and he knows how to make everybody love the door. Man's best friend, right? and yet the dog is constantly hungry, and he constantly needs to ask others to feed him. When we're saying about why each one is so wealthy, what are we doing? We forget that it's actually all God, because there's a lot of people who get up early, and there's a lot of people who kiss up to people, and there's a lot of people who who don't get, who don't have the beracha. So that's why specifically it's the dog who says this great line of shirah, let us go and bow before God, and bless the fact that God is Eloheinu. When the person has that kind of recognition, where everything comes from, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu ensures that you get fed. The sun, when the chan- time comes and someone else is trying to take away his light, the sun says, you know what, look, it's up to God. I'm gonna go in and mess. There's that. I don't need. It's up to him. It's not. It's his. It's his business. And because the sun does that, so then the result of that is that the thing that was trying to be taken away from him, the sun retains its full glory, its full light. The dog in that moment, it should have been asking for itself, but it recognizes it comes from Hashem. Hashem says it comes from me. You're able to be quiet during this moment, during this epic time in history. No problem. From now until forever. If ever the Jewish people have an extra piece of meat that's non-kosher, send it to the dog as payback for that moment.